Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 138 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Tracy Sheriff. And Tracy is the very first guest to come back on the podcast to record a update episode. I first interviewed Tracy on episode number 71, and that is when we talked about her turning 50 and really rethinking what 50 looks like for her and the things that she was shifting and reprioritizing in this new phase in her life. Back then, she was also just beginning her journey with me in my signature program, The Weight Release Shift. So I invited Tracy back after she'd gone through some of the journey so that she can share with you the early struggles, some wins, and some of the big mindset shifts that she was not expecting that I think are going to be really interesting. Her journey is so relatable and she continues to have a very busy schedule. So for Tracy, a big part of her journey was to manage her time make time for her health and allow for the ebbs and flows of her own journey, which I think is so relatable to so many women. We talk about overwhelm and I propose a way to reframe overwhelm if this is something that you also struggle with, as well as what are some of the different things to look for at the beginning of a weight release journey when the scale is not quite ready to release yet and it feels a bit slow. Tracy shares some of the wins that she had looking at the body differently. So she knew, yes, it is working. Keep the momentum, keep the trust, keep going. We also talk about mindset, which as Tracy shares, she did not expect to be a big component for her. And I think it's true for so many women that we know that our emotions take place, but we may not be clear how your emotions are interfering with your weight release journey. And what I think is really cool about what she talks about is that very much like myself, Tracy's a doer. We like to get checklists, we get organized, and we get to work. (laughs) And the problem with that is that if we disregard or don't prioritize the emotional aspect of the journey, we can only take it so far. So we talk about a little bit of that and how mindset plays a role and what that looked like for her, which is, of course, is a big core component of the weight release shift program and your release journey. So I think you are going to get a awesome perspective of someone like Trace that's still working a nine to five that is also a entrepreneur on the side. So basically running two full-time businesses or having two full-time occupations and how she's managing time, how she's prioritizing her health, but also a very real take of some of the struggles that she's facing so many women face and how you too can overcome them. So without any further ado, let me reintroduce you to Tracy. Tracy Sheriff is a course creation expert and certified director of operations who help coaches scale their businesses online with high quality educational products and services. 
Her podcast, Scale the Course, focuses on helping her audience design and deliver more impactful learning experiences for their clients while creating a profitable and sustainable business they love. Without any further ado, here is Tracy. Welcome, Tracy. I'm so pleased to have this conversation with you today. Welcome. Oh, thank you for inviting me to do this. I've been looking forward to this. Oh, my pleasure. And for those watching and listening to us, Tracy is a graduate of the Weight Release Shift program. And she came here today to talk about her experience, the journey, the different things that she went through. And I'm sure it's going to be a wonderful conversation with lots of value for all of you. So Tracy, let's start at the very beginning and, you know, tell us what was really that driving force, how you're feeling before you decided it was time to really invest time, energy, and resources on your wellness journey. Oh my goodness. Well, I've known for a while that I needed to do something about my health and wellness. I was burning the candle at both ends. I had just almost, I guess it was just after my 50th birthday that Mm -hmm. we started working together. And I knew that I was going to be moving into a different stage of life. My energy was going down, my weight was going up, and I wasn't feeling good at all. I knew I needed to find a way to take the time and I needed something structured like a program to keep me going. And I just knew that if I wanted to turn around or prevent anything worse from happening, I needed to take some action. So Mm -hmm. um, that's what got me interested in your program. It was somewhat of a timing thing because we had (laughs) met in another, another group and, you know, had, I'd shown an interest in the work that you were doing. And it just really spoke to me. It just, it made sense. Um, I went and watched your webinar. I recommend anybody watch your webinar (laughs) and learn so much just in that hour that I spent, but knew I needed, I needed more. I love it. And what you said is so true. Like it's a whole timing piece, right? And also that realization that when you are burning the candle for both hands, prevention is always the best, easiest path to get results, right? Because yes, like, you know, after things gone for a while, we can't still revert some things. But if whoever's listening has the luxury of time of being still in that possible prevention phase, that is absolutely the best time to explore at least and see if that is the right fit, right? Now, before joining, were there any you know, resistance in the, in the standpoint of like the little voice in your head, you know, what were the things that that little voice is telling you in terms of, oh, maybe this is going to be a lot of work or, you know, those types of things, anything came to you? Yeah, well, definitely I was worried about time. I was worried about whether I'd be able to, to have enough time to actually follow through on all of the, the steps. It, was a multi-layered program. There was a lot of different things that <laughs> yes. you presented to us. And I was I was concerned that it would be a little bit overwhelming and that I wouldn't be able to stick with it, right? I think a yeah. lot of us, we historically start a new <laughs> program, a new a diet, even though this isn't a diet, but a new diet, a new way of being and habits are really hard to create. So when it comes to, so say you decided there's a need and you knew you're ready to do something about it. What was that little voice telling you? You know, the one that we all have that's 
you know, concern about maybe overwhelm and time? Like what were the things that came up for you as potential resistance before really deciding to go for it? A hundred percent time. Time is a limited commodity. And with my schedule, I was working nine to five. I also have my own business Mm -hmm. and I have my family and all the other things that go along with just everyday things that we have to do. (laughs) And I was really concerned that I wouldn't have the time to invest in the learning, but also the doing piece. Um, The other piece was about commitment. So I am an action taker. And when you invest Mm -hmm. at that level, um, although Mm -hmm. it's a very affordable and value packed program, (laughs) um, I was concerned that I would get started and then I wouldn't actually stick with it. And then, you know, that wasn't something that, that I wanted to do. So, you know, I, I had to apply some strategies to kind of work through those parts of it, but it all worked out wonderfully. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. You know, no matter what we tried, and especially if dieting is something that people try many times before, the false promise that it's going to be easy and totally different, that is just untrue, (laughs) right? You know, to change to build habits to do things there is work involved it doesn't have to be hard but it takes part of us it takes commitment it takes some dedication and specifically i think overwhelm is one of those very interesting i'd say emotional processes <laughs> um and i do believe the overwhelm is almost like this protection mechanism that our mind has to pre-plan for all the worries that it has behind the scenes right And one of the things that I think is very common is what you said at the beginning, there's this like very high level of excitement and hope that things are going to be different. And a lot of times strategies rely on that, but that is such a finite amount of juice, right? To get the engines going. And the part that I really hope the program was designed with the intention of is dedicating time to what happens right after that curve dwindles a bit and quotations when it feels harder by providing a deep container support so we can actually now start tapping into that inner motivation. But experiencing what you have at the beginning is so important because that shows, yes, that's what everybody relies on. But now let's do it a a little bit deeper. Let's start looking at things from an internal way rather than external. So what you experienced was you know, very much part of the design of how our minds are designed <laughs> and how we go through things. And I know you're an action taker. You have so many things on the go. And I love that even with the time limitations that you've had from the get-go, you're still able to find your way, find your pace, right? So that is so special. So now let's look at some like early in the journey, right? Because sometimes when we look at the result and it feels like so big to kind of work back, what were some of those small breakthroughs that you have? Like you mentioned one in terms of shifting how you looked at pace and speed of completing it, but what are some other little things and breakthroughs that you experienced throughout the way? I think just in the bigger scheme of things, it was actually pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. There was some small tweaks that I made where I got Mm -hmm. some big results right from the beginning, just feeling better in general. And just knowing you were taking action was something that made me feel better, right? Knowing that I was taking some control over the situation. I was, like you said, focused on prevention, but also sort of I did have some some goals that of things that were happening with me that I needed to attend to. But for me, it was also the bigger picture about the the long term plan, recognizing that it was actually pretty simple. If you Mm -hmm. just 
followed the steps that you laid out for us. And the other piece was the mindset piece. I didn't necessarily think I was going to get a whole lot out of that (laughs) or need that because I'm very much a doer. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But your trainings and group coaching calls, they really helped me understand that mindset was was important and that I had mindset blocks that I didn't even know that I had. Mm-hmm. And I'm still working through some of those things, yes. right? All of us. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that that was two of the things. And I think the third thing was I was concerned that it would interfere with my family's meal planning because mm-hmm. yeah, some of the vegetables that I was really excited to get back into eating were not vegetables that my family would eat. And it was going to potentially change things dif- like to be different. And I was concerned it would be c- too much work, but I was actually able to quickly come up with um, a way to, to create enough of the meal that we could all eat and then just mix and match um, different vegetables for different really? people. And it really didn't seem all that strange or hard, right? Yeah. People actually were asking me, what's that? And so I was able to start <laughs> to help my family see that there are other things besides peas and corn. Yes, <laughs> <So. laughs> and broccoli and carrots. <laughs> I love that part. It's so good. Hey there. Are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight but keep self-sabotaging your progress? If you were tired of all the, all you need is more willpower advice, then I created just a free training for you. Set aside 60 minutes today and I promise you, it will be worth your time. I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore. And I will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond. This is a value-packed masterclass, and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings, and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. And that is, you said so many important things and I want to highlight three things. For you, the first thing is that the whole concept, it, it is actually simple. And what I find is that a lot of the people, yourself included, that come to the program and my work, they have, an, they already have a knowledge base, you know, like it's not that you had no idea of anything, like you come with that knowledge base. And I perceive that my job is just kind of like tiny little, you know, specks of perspective shifts, a couple of little, you know, tweaks to how things were done because simplicity is actually key to sophistication, right? And I've always thought that that was so beautiful that it's about sophisticating what you already got going on so that it can be as simple as absolutely possible so that when you're back into real life, which is the third thing you said, 
you're able to function without having to have a, a part-time job just to prepare your meals and stuff, which is just not the goal, right? It's about being able to go places and know how to make the best possible choices if they're not possible at the moment to be completely okay with it and have as normal a life as possible <laughs> where it's still really taking care of yourself. So and I think you really mastered that, Tracy, in terms of how you approached things. And I'm so excited to hear <laughs> that from you. And the yeah. second point that you mentioned as well, in terms of, you know, like when you look at the different things that you've done and that you tried, I think it's also like a nice little way to, I just kind of wanted to go deeper in there in terms of from the time that you, you know, started to make some changes and see, okay, this is not too, too difficult. And you are feeling some say momentum going there specifically when it comes to mindset, right? Because I think it's very much what you said is how I feel personality wise for myself too, that I'm also a doer. I love getting, you know, things done, checklists, <laughs> you know, there's like, you and I love lists and all those things. But I think the emotional side, which is really what the mindset component talks about for a lot of people like us that are entrepreneurs, business owners, or, you know, high up in leadership roles like yourself, you, you have both sides, right? And in the really go-getters, we tend to really deprioritize our emotional being, right? And we over-prioritize our doer. Is that fair to say? And <laughs> the mindset piece sits on that aspect that we don't have as much access to, right? But the mindset of the program actually comes from training and leadership that I apply to health and wellness. So I think it is, I would say, still satisfying to the doer because it comes from the place, but it honors how we feel a little bit more, right? So if you don't mind me asking, what would be maybe one you know, specific aspect of mindset that you did not realize you had as potentially like a block or something that came up as you went through the process? I, I think for me, it was really just recognizing how much of a challenge I had around my body image, if that mm, makes sense. Yeah. So it, it was really just about becoming okay with where I was at now and realizing that I really, that there were some things working for me, even in, in a positive way that I was looking at it negatively. Mm. Right. So I think one of your trainings, if I recall correctly, talks about the importance of fat, right? Having fat yes. on your body and what it does for you. And those were things that I wasn't aware of. And I think for me, it was recognizing, like I said, that I had some body image issues and that I didn't really even fully understand my body as, as a woman, mm. right? There was so much that yeah. I needed to learn. So yeah, that was, that was a big shift for me was to, to learn to love where I was in the moment and then celebrate the wins along the way, knowing that I was only just um, doing better for myself. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. And that really taps into that becoming your body's best friend concept, right? Understanding that everything, excess body fat, like we talk in the program, is actually necessary for survival. But I think because of all the marketing and the weight loss industry, fat got such a bad reputation. I know now, you know, with the resurfacing of keto and things like that, dietary fat has gotten a slightly better marketing perspective. But physical excess body fat, at least perception of excess body fat doesn't, right? So I think it's so beautiful that that spoke to you 
or recognize that your body is actually working in your best interest. So tapping into the gratitude for what it is, is the best way to unlock the path to making changes if you still choose to, right? And that's exactly, so you just hit the nail in the head over there. And the other question too, Trace, that I wanted to talk to us about is when things started to change, you know, and I know we do not prioritize the scale, but we're not saying never step on the scale again, right? So you start to see, you know, inches off and the weight are like, what, what was that shift for you? What started to happen, feel change as you started to see the results of your efforts? I think just the confidence that what I was doing was actually making a difference, that the investment of time and financial resources was definitely worth it, even though, you know, it was it was slow at the beginning. Right. Yes. Yes. You had to really pay attention to the small nuances and the changes in how you felt um, physically, like just getting up in the morning. I know we did some other sampling and things like that mm-hmm. with the little s- strips um, yes. that we could kind of measure the alkalinity. I think that's the word. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but yeah. the alkaline <laughs> levels in our body. And what I remember celebrating when I got into the, the green zone, I think it was. <laughs> and I was like, I'm there, I'm there. So those aren't necessarily things you can see on the outside, but yes. you taught us how to look at things a little bit differently and celebrate those smaller wins. Mm-hmm. And that was a really big, big shift for me. And I, love it. That, I remember even like calling my sister and telling her, I'm in the green, I'm in the green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and celebrating with people along the way to like what I was learning and and how it was making a difference yeah. in small ways even when people necessarily couldn't see from the outside what I was winning. I remember saying to my husband, cause he'd look at my plate sometimes and he'd be, you know, rolling his eyes or he'd make a funny <laughs> scrunchy nose face. And I was like, this is not painful for me. This is really enjoyable. I actually <laughs> enjoy this food and I'm enjoying the results that I'm getting from it. So, um, you know, don't worry about me. I've got, I I'm, <laughs> I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh, so good. And you're absolutely right. The success is a collection of little moments, right? I often say this and it truly is. And I think too, it's important. And it's part of even what we do as the beyond the scale markers of success in the program is to redefine what the success means. Because if all we look at is that end goal that may happen six, 10, 12 months down the road to measure all the progress steps, most people get discouraged, right? But there's so much good happening that once we learn how to observe that, it is so encouraging because we all want to see results, like no doubt, right? That's just how, especially, you know, people like with our personality that we just want things done. Like, of course we do. So it's so interesting that that spoke to you as well, because that is part of that inner motivation status that, you know, things are shifting, right? Which is so good. And also something that I wanted to mention, like in terms of the family, right? That something else you've done that I really appreciate is um, not do something for yourself and then impose on everybody else. And I know sometimes that could be a source of conflict (laughs) for people and their families. And I'm much rather, you know, promote the way you've done it, which you work on you, you know, take care of self 
And then you just become this model to others. And even through little comments, through little things of observing your plate and knowing you're enjoying it, you're shifting people's mindsets to open to those possibilities of bettering themselves, right? But through modeling rather than preaching, <laughs> right? So I think that is so good that you've done that because I think that's a much more effective way to take the success you had and have this beautiful ripple effect in so many other lives as well. Yes. No, I'm, I still haven't got my husband to eat any spinach yet, but <laughs> I do offer it almost every time. Um, and he, it's a bit of a standing joke now. <laughs> I love it. The same in my house is when my husband is Brussels sprouts. That's the one he decided for some reason that that's a no-go zone. So it is always the veggie that the jokes come around when we have Brussels sprouts. And I put one on his plate kind of hiding sometimes and he always finds it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's hilarious. Yes. Um, Now, one of my favorite questions, what is your best piece of advice for another woman that is kind of like early on in the same shoes of knowing it's time to do something for themselves, but just not sure if they're going to get results, if they can spare the time, like what would be a good piece of advice you can share? Well, I'd like to say just do it. (laughs) But, you know, you have to sort of jump in to be able to understand how you need to organize your time and things like that. But just know that it's not going to take as much time as you think. If you can carve out an hour a week to kind of go Mm -hmm. through the content in the portal and then maybe another hour to do some planning and execution, right? So execution is daily. But when I when I'm say planning for the execution, I just mean knowing what your goals are for that week and committing Mm -hmm. to them. And then Mm -hmm. making sure that you have the right supplies and things. Um, You don't need to buy a lot of extra things. Although I did do a lot of the recommended or optional things that you recommended Mm -hmm. that I buy. (laughs) And I really appreciated the the, the brand um, recommendations that you would make. And because mm-hmm. we are Canadian too, it made it a little pretty easy for me to be able to, to find the things that you were suggesting. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I think just know that you will need to plan for this time, but to, to put it in your calendar and know that it's not going to take as much time as you think and you'll get so much reward out of it really quickly and early on that you'll you'll get that dopamine hit you know because you'll already start feeling great about the fact that you're actually taking the action like I mentioned earlier thank you so much Tracy for your time I really appreciate it and just before we go tell our listeners and um as well as viewers a little bit more about yourself about your business what do you do all those good things Yeah, thanks for asking. So I, as you mentioned earlier, I'd still work in a nine to five. And I say still, um, my hope is to transition out at some point in the near future. But the business that I operate is I help coaches and other experts who want to create courses and online programs actually help them build out their curriculum. And Mm -hmm. I'm also leaning into operations a little bit now, too. So Mm -hmm. marrying curriculum and operations as a newly certified director of operations so that not only can I help you create a learning experience that is going to deliver a result for your clients, I'm also going to be able to better support you with understanding how to deliver it on the technical side, as well as with your team to make sure that the experience is superb. 
um, yes. your program is not something that I contributed to, but certainly a phenomenal oh. example <laughs> of programs that the type of programs that I like to help create ones that are very client focused. Um, they provide the kind of content that people need to actually be able to take the information tr and translate it into an action versus just that sort of passive learning yeah. and getting the support that they need along the way to keep them going. So, um, you know, I really appreciated coming into your program and seeing <laughs> just how phenomenally it was designed. Oh. So, yeah. And coming I, and I have you? my own podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. And I have my own podcast, Scale Your Course. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking to improve or change turn your expertise into an online course or program, you'll get some value out of that. It, it has a sprinkle of curriculum and teaching and learning, and then also some business strategy thrown in there as well. Amazing. I love it. I'll put all the links below the video, the show notes, depending on where people are watching uh, this conversation from. Thank you so much, Tracy. I really, really appreciate your time. All the insights you share, like the things you said are so relatable. And I know it's part of most of our journeys, you know, of struggles and triumph. And I think it's so important to have those real conversations so that women can feel that there is hope, even if time is limited, even if you're afraid, even if there's overwhelm and you being part of our community as well, because all our alumni stay in our community can support each other. And we see that happen already of, you know, being that support and that evidence, right? That it is possible. So I thank you for your trust in my work and for your time today. I really appreciate you. And thank you so much, Juliana. <laughs> this has been amazing experience. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.